gonna do this a little different than we've done in the past. Got my crew with me, I'll introduce them in a minute. Uh, this show's gonna be a little different than we normally do because there's a lot going on in the world, a lot going on in sports. Um, All Fired Up is a sports podcast. It's also a comedy show. We try to keep it light here. Um, we don't want to take light of what's happening um, as one of the leaders of All Fired Up. I always want to be on the right side of history. Um, we stand on the right side of history. I'm going to make that very clear. But I also want to give people something different than what's on ESPN and Fox Sports and all the other channels right now that's really been hijacked by politics. And we're not going to go political in this episode at all. Um, we're going to talk sports to get your minds off of it. Um, we stand behind the good side of everything going on right now. That's all I'm going to say. Um, one thing that's really gotten me riled up, um, Nate McMillan got fired this week. And I told you I was okay with Brent Brown getting fired. I thought he should get fired. He deserved it. And within eight hours of our last show, Jordan, you said he deserved it. You didn't think they'd do it. Elton Brand pulled the plug right away on him, which I think was a great move. But I think they're going to pull the plug on Elton Brand. That's just my personal opinion. Um, Nate McMillan. Now, that team was not good when he took over. They were a bottom feeder. Um, he got Victor Oladipo, who was a throw-in and a trade for Paul George. Now, he turned Victor Oladipo into an all-star guard in a league where it's hard to be an all-star guard these days. Nate McMillan was good. He was a good player when he was with Seattle. Jordy, you remember that? Days shooting guard with the Sonics. Um, he's been a great coach in the NBA at every stop. He's not gotten over the hump. I get that. But this Indiana team has been to the playoffs four years in a row. It's not that easy to go to the playoffs four years in a row, even in the East in the NBA. Um, granted, his record is 3-21 and I think 21 or 3-18. and 18. Uh, He's not winning a lot of games. He took Cleveland to seven games one year, and then other than that, he's gotten swept in every series. With that being said, what more could he have done, especially this year? They lost their number two player. So they had Oladipo coming off an injury, and nobody. I, I can't even name more. Miles Turner is their next best player. Um, I don't even know who they – Jordan, maybe you could tell me more, but I don't even know who their next best player is. But this guy getting fired is everything that's wrong with basketball and sports to me. Like, if you just need a new voice in there, what are they going to do with the same players? Like, this coach did not deserve to get fired. I don't think he's going to get hired right away because when you get fired after things like this, it's not that easy just to get a head coaching job. The Ty Lues, the Jason Kids, I mean, these guys were big names. They didn't get head coaching jobs right out of this. I highly doubt he is, and I think he's a deserving – he's put his time in. Um, Jordan, what do you think of this? As a former Sonic shooting guard there, Nate McMillan, what do you think of that firing? Well, um, similar to how a lot of people viewed the Arizona Cardinals a couple years ago, um, I think that job, not initially, but it became a place where this is something that we would do to make your stock relevant. And now that you're relevant, you can go land a solid job elsewhere. And I think what the Pacers did yeah, they thought he'd be a good fit, and he was a good fit, but now that job wasn't desirable when he took that job, in my opinion. Now no. the job is desirable, so because of that, we can probably get better coaching now. I'm not saying he was a bad coach, but I'm sure it's a desirable place now. So, so like, you know, the Jason think, Kids man? of the world, all that, hey, well, I'll take him, but not saying he's bad, which is the sad part. It's really – like, they kind of did him dirty, but at the same time, 
to business and I completely understand it. It's a very desirable job now. Now they can get very, better coach. Very desirable Indiana with Oladipo and, and, and Sabonis. I don't know if it's very desirable. PJ Warren, yeah. Clacks, uh, they gave him a one-year extension and then fired him. Uh, you know, I don't appreciate the, giving him an extension and then a few, you know, how long later all of a sudden firing him? It was a couple of weeks later. It was it, during it, the bubble they gave him the extension. Yeah, it's just, yeah. You, you know. It's, here you go, here you go. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. Oh, you got swept? Sorry about that, just kidding. But – you know, like there are co- like, and that's the thing. I don't think they're gonna get Jason Kidd or Ty Lue, like, or one of these big name coaches. Why is that? Why is it Jason Kidd's name just keeps coming up? Jason Kidd, Jason Kidd, Jason Kidd. And why is Jordan smirking when I say Jason Kidd? <laughs> I mean, Jason Kidd was good for his year with the with, but it was one year with the Nets, and then he went to Milwaukee, and everyone said he's the one who basically got Giannis on that squad, and he's the one who started priming him to be the MVP. But so everybody, Giannis is another guy who swears by him, and if he goes to a team and Giannis is a free agent, but everybody brings up Jason Kidd's name like he's just like this miracle worker, like he's going to go somewhere and and just make magic happen. People love point guards and like something when he plays. Yeah, everyone, like he's going to be Steve Kerr's next coming. Well, everyone said when he was playing, he's going to be a great head coach one day. The way he thinks, the way he, you know, they, that's like kind of what you always heard, like Marv Albert screaming out on, you know, you know, you know, NBC basketball on Saturdays. I don't know. That's just what you always heard. Um, I think Brent Brown, though, that's another guy. He's not getting hired right away. And the Sixers are the team that I think that's where you want to go. You don't want to go to Indiana. You want to go to the Sixers or the Nets. Those are the two. Or even the Pelicans. I'd go to the Pelicans before going to Indiana. Wow. So that was – I mean, come on. Uh, John, what do you think about this? I mean – um, I think, I mean, underperforming for four years in a row, um, they don't want to blame the players. So wait, 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 wait. Is... underperforming four years in a row or did they have they overperformed four years in a row? I what mean, were they, it... they're expected to be in the second, third or, or, or finals the last couple of years. No way. I mean, yeah, I, that's what, yeah. Like, are, so they they... Be, are they supposed to be better than Boston, Toronto, Philly, um, Milwaukee, Cleveland the past eight years before LeBron left. Like, no. I, I just think the coach is a scapegoat for losing seasons. Um, yes. I think they I let agree. him go too early. Uh, and that's all. Like, I, I just think that they need the place to blame somewhere. So they're just going to they're like, oh, okay, we lost again. So we're going to get rid of the coach when I, it's not completely on his shoulders. So. It's, so. No, I, I think it's very little on his shoulders. But you know what? This kind of leads into what We've been getting some feedback from last episode, and everyone's talking about our fired up four we did. And since that's the case, I figure we're going to start off with that. We're going to go right into it. NFL, top of the show. We need to get some NFL love in. We haven't been talking. I know I don't think the season's going to happen, but I do think it's going to start. I've changed my thoughts, Jordan. I think it's going to start. I just don't think it's going to finish. But I think it's going to start. NCAA not happening at all. NFL happening. happening. No fans, though. No fans. No fans to start. Um, let's go with some top NFL coaches. Which one of you gentlemen wants to start with your top four? I mean, should we just – do you all have Belichick number one? Okay, so let's – Jordan? Okay, so Belichick's off. Let's go four others other than Belichick because we know Belichick's the GOAT. So 
Okay. I'm going to go four other than Belichick. Uh, that's that's great. My honorable mention gets gets. I'm, just I'm got, happy about that. Too. Yeah, <laughs> just got knocked up. I love it. <laughs> you know mine, and that's why I did it. Joey Clax, I want your list first. You got an honorable. All right. He's now number All right. four. Let's go. Where's now number four? Shucky, John Gruden. All right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. He was, was just, not. He was my honorable. Not, he was my honorable mention. There it is. Um, not expecting that. <laughs> um, John Harbaugh. Okay. Mike McCarthy. Mm. And Mike oh. Tom and Mike Tomlin. Mm. All right. That's a good. All right, John. You got a different list. I do. Pretty besides one. So. Um, so we'll go, I'll go four, three, two, one, right. I guess. Yes, you will. Um, so Sean McVay, I have a fourth. I have um, John Harbaugh at three. Um, Andy Reid, hold on. <laughs> I got to figure out where I want to I put I think John Reed. just clacks himself real quick. Hold on. Hold uh, on. No. John, do you have to come back to you in a moment? Yeah, let me, let me. So, no, no, hold John, on. John, go back and think about it. Give yourself 30 seconds. Jordan, in the meantime, why don't you give us, give us your fired up four right now. Who, who, who's your NFL fired up four? Oh, I'll be honest. When Clack said Gruden, as funny as that is, it's <laughs> actually really bright. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, actually really, really right. Thank you. Because that trade uh, a couple years ago, it was awful, but now you're looking at it, <laughs> I kind of yeah. like it because those players are good. Thank you. Josh Jacobs? Thank you. But, um, yeah, you know what? Yeah. So I'm, I'm having Gruden at four. I had Tomlin at four, but I'm going to go Gruden four. So Tomlin's off your list? Yeah, so Tomlin is now six. Keep going. We just keep finishing list. Who's your next? Uh, Harbaugh at three. And that's because last year, although he had a very good team, very good players, the way he drafted and basically developed that old line was ridiculous. It's unreal mm-hmm. how that old line is. If it wasn't for that old line, I would probably have Tomlin in there, but. That was just ridiculous. So Andy Reid, uh, he finally got over the hump, and uh, he proved me wrong that offense uh, does win championships. Uh, even though that offense was very, very potent, I thought the Niners' defense was just way too good, and their uh, running game to go with it is also just too tenacious. But, of course, I forgot that Shan Hanford gets about the run in the Super Bowl. So second time in a row, and then number one, Pete Carroll. I knew that was coming. I knew. I knew. I knew that was. I knew that was coming. That was a gimme for you. Sorry. Oh. Uh, <laughs> you knew, like. like <laughs> sorry. All right. All right. All right. So, John, do, do, do you want to finish up your list? Real quick? No. Yeah. And I and I, I remember I thought of it once we crossed Belichick off because I we got so on ourselves about not having any fists, so I only wrote four. Um, but I was going to say, Carroll was in there. I'm going to put Carroll ahead of John Harbaugh, but behind Andy Reid. And Andy, so Andy, Andy Reid won. All right. Okay. Here's mine. You ready? My number four, <clears throat> Pete Carroll. I knew it, yeah. My number three, Sean McVay. 
Sean McVay, huh? Yeah, okay. Sean McVay. Okay. He made he made uh, Jared Goff into a hundred okay. quarterback. Okay. Okay. Um, okay. And his his age and the the Rams team that he took over and turned around is insane. Um, I think he's an offensive mastermind, and you give him a good defensive coordinator and non-players with aging knees and things like that as running back, he'll be pretty good. Um, he doesn't have the weapon, but he had the weapons. They won, but he didn't. They didn't. That's kind of how it worked with him. Safety was sent as playbooks, play action. Um, true. Number one, though, <clears throat> is Mike Tomlin. Um, that guy is a Hall of first ballot Hall of Fame coach when he retires. I think he won eight games with Duck Hodges and the guy that got a helmet I mean, uh, head last year. After week two. Yeah, as, yeah. as 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 with a lot of things, E, I'm I'm with you there. <laughs> he, he made a lot of Hall of Famers. He made Antonio Brown a Hall of Famer. He mm-hmm. made Ben Roethlisberger a Hall of Famer. If Le'Veon Bell stayed a couple more years there, he would have easily made him a Hall of Famer. Um, he's got defensive players. James Harrison's going to be a Hall of Famer. Um, he's got guys. He's he's a players coach with. His X's and O's are maybe not the greatest in the world, but he, he's a leader of men. And to me, that's what Belichick is, and that's what he is. Belichick's better with the X's and O's to go with it, but um, he's a leader of men, and I think that's a difference. And that's what Pete Carroll is to me, and believe it or not, and John Harbaugh. And Sean McVay, I think, is too. He's young, so it's hard to judge him that way. But the way the older players played for him, it was impressive to me. And they, they do. They fight the Aaron Donalds, the young guys of the world, or you had the – Talibs, you know, these guys that are head cases, uh, Peters, uh, like these guys are nuts. And they played hard for a guy that was basically the same age as them. And I think that says something as a head coach of the NFL. Um, let's go to NBA. John, it's on you, brother. You're going for right. it. So we'll go. I actually have this one down pretty good, I think. So I have Steve Kerr at four. Uh, uh, the Raptors coach Nick at three, Eric Spolster at two, and Gray Popovich at one. Wow, my list is very similar to yours. I have all the same people as you. I it's have different orders. Wow. I um, I it was really hard for me not to have Brad Stevens and Doc Rivers on my list. I'm going to be very honest; those are two. Players. As even as a Lakers fan, Doc Rivers, I was he was. Uh, like I was like, man, for what he, for what he did to us too, the year my daughter was born, two thousand eight. Like he's <laughs> he's he's amazing, but um, yeah. So uh, it's funny. If, that, he that wins year, if he wins this year with the Clippers, that puts him on this list for me. I'll be honest with you. But yeah, and that's I, I, I had the same logic like with like how we talked about the Rams coach and the Raptors, like kind of newer into their roles, but how they turned the team around. That's kind of why I put him so high up there. So I mean, obviously, they won the championship last year, but he's kind of a newer coach. No, I'm going to go next just because my list, like I said, is the same, so I might as well go next. I got Nick Nurse as number four. I think he's the most underrated coach in the league by far. Won a championship last year, and John didn't even know his full name to say it. So um, that says everything right there. Um, <laughs> he, got, he, he lost Kawhi Leonard, the finals MVP, the best player on his team, the top three or four player in the NBA, and their team got better. They didn't replace him with anybody. They literally just lost him off the squad, kept the same team one year older, and got better. That's unbelievable. That's your number four head coach uh, in the NBA. Number three is Eric Spolstra. He's got multiple titles with, you know, the Miami Heatles. We know what he did there. But on top of that, 
he just has the most consistently hard team to play against every year. doesn't matter what his players are. You can throw in anyone. Now he's got a squad, so look out. They're going to the finals this year, I think. But uh, that's a hot take for another day, I guess. Um, I think what he does, he makes the most out of the least amount, in my opinion, in the league. So he's my number three. Um, and on, yeah, on top of that, before you go on with him, he has a winning percentage of .631 after LeBron left. So he's doing pretty well for himself after LeBron left, which is insane. And after Chris Bosh left and Wade was old. So that's pretty good. Uh, number two, I got Steve Kerr. You can't win that many titles in the last few years and not be on the list. And I think they're intentional tanking this year and getting the number two overall pick. Genius, because that dynasty's got four more years to go now, it looks like. Um, and I think he's a player's coach, X's and O's guy. Uh, number one, I don't know if anyone could have anyone, but Coach Pop. Uh, Coach Pop's number one. That's just Coach Pop. I think he's going to be on the Brooklyn Nets. I think he's going to leave San Antonio this year, Jordan. And I think he's going to the Brooklyn Nets. And I think he's going to coach Durant and, Irv and uh, Kyrie. What do you think of that, Joey Clax? I think uh, I think I'll become a Nets fan next year. That's, that's what I think. So, like you said, and like I said, with so many things like you, I agree. Uh, Nurse is number four for every reason you just stated. He's got uh, a, 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 a starless team all of a sudden with, without the main man heading the front. And it's just the best team in basketball with the Raps this year, right? Just to piss all you guys off, number three. Go. <laughs> Mike D'Antoni. <laughs> That's impressive. I mean I, just, just to get a rise out of Ethan. <laughs> Number two, Steve Kerr, because, I mean, three, three, three NBA championships. Um, and, of course, Popovich, because he's – Can I make a comment on your – Yeah. Uh, Mike D'Antoni? Yeah. I think Mike D'Antoni's a genius. I think he's – Specific? Was... Genius with what? Offense. <laughs> okay. okay. Um, the run-and-gun style that the NBA plays today – is based off of what he basically brought in with the Suns. And it, he didn't always have the right players. He didn't have it down pat yet, but he brought that idea in. And everyone copied him. And then all of a sudden he decided, oh, you're all doing what I'm doing? Cool, now I'm going to bring a squad of six, seven, and smaller guys on. And we're going to be the smallest squad in the history of basketball to play. And we're going to play small ball. James Harden's going to be our point guard. Westbrook's our center. Let's go. And uh, – I love maybe, he doesn't, maybe he doesn't have the rings yet that Popovich and Kerr has, but, you know, we'll see you starting this year. He only has one less than Doc Rivers and Nick Nurse. I mean, oh, that's the way I look at it. Do you, think the, do you think that sun season would have been different if Amari and um, – can't think of it. Uh, Didn't he get suspended? Who, yeah, who was the other player? Raja Bill. Yep, was it, no, it wasn't, wasn't Raja. Um, but do you think that season would have been different if – Bowen or no, Robert Ory didn't hip check Nash and that's that series. Do you think the Suns could have gone further or no? Was Kobe and Shaq on the Lakers? No, this is way this is after that. It's just Kobe, but just Kobe. Oh, Kobe and Gasol. Then no, yeah. could not have gone further. They could not have. No. Um I I would keep my money on Kobe in that situation. Jordan, uh who who's your four? I was trying to find a way to put it in Stevens. Couldn't do it. Um, I know. I wanted to. He's my honorable mention. 
I, I also want to put in uh, Mr. Donovan. Uh, well, okay, see, because that – I don't know how that team is – That's a great pick. Like, it's, it's just impressive. Like, that ha- – like – Did he win coach of the year? He do that on his own. He should have won coach of the year this year for what he did. I mean, it's unbelievable. Agreed. So, I really wanted to put Donovan. Co-coach of the year this year. Right. So, uh, Spolstra's four. Um, I have Nurse three. Kerr two. Pop one. So, we all got Kerr and Pop up at the top there. Okay. Yeah. Um, What about baseball? Baseball, I think we're going to have some differing opinions here. I just have that thought. Um. Joey Clax, I want to hear your list here. Do you have any honorable really? mentions? No, and this was really hard, by the way. I know. This is by far the hardest one. It was really, really hard. You know why? Because there's a lot of crappy baseball managers right now. There, are, there really are a lot, of, a lot of green, green, crappy <laughs> baseball green, managers. You're either green, crappy, or amazing. There's, like, nothing in between. Well, exactly. So, in, in semi-no particular order... <laughs> um, Dave Martinez with the Nationals for obvious reasons. He's the defending champion. Right, and their record does not reflect it at the current moment. And he doesn't have a lot of head coaching experience. And he does not, and he does not, so that he was hard to put in at number four. Very hard to put in at number four. Um, very hard to not put in at number one, but because of their disgusting, we're about to give away our entire pitching staff record the Los Angeles Angels, Joe Madden. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Once again, the manager of the Angels, Joe Madden. Mm-hmm. I, think I was going to start – I think I'm going to try out for the Angels pitching. You should because they're going to need you. Mm-hmm. He is on my list. I will tell you Joe Madden is on my list. So hard to not put him at number one, but I can't, I can't bet with my heart. I have to bet with my brain. David Ross. Okay. Grandpa Rossi made the list. You know, he's my favorite manager in baseball. I wanted the Mets to get him. I'm glad he's with the Cubs. He I'll, is my favorite. And, my family's favorite. And, and number one, I don't like him, but you have to respect him, Terry Francona. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. He's the Indians coach, right? Yep. Correct. He's yep. Won, won multiple World Series with the Red Sox. Took the Philadelphia Phillies. In 1994, with John Crook and Darren Dalton to the World you, Series, you, you don't have to like him, but you have to respect him. Oh yeah, I know he's he's hurting right now too. He's got like blood clots, and he's he's been out for he might he's probably not coming back right now. Mm-hmm. If Sandy Alomar Jr. is their manager, but I'll tell you, man, that was that was that was tough. That was tough picking for. <laughs> it, it, it is. I I don't disagree. Um, Jordan, do you want to go next on your list? Yeah. Who's, the, who's um, the manager of the Mariners? I don't even know his name. Don't, don't. We, we're not going to talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> Jordan had a rough day today. Let's leave the Mariners. Hey, we were one and one, though. So, <laughs> we the second game, we won. Anyways, um, so I'm kind of, like, thinking about the now. Not necessarily what happened before. I'm thinking about right now. There's bubbles. Very, very different. 2020, live in the moment. Uh-huh. Exactly. So, uh Number four, um, they're 12 and three at home. Best record in uh, baseball at home, uh, Mr. Baldelli. And reigning AL manager of the year. Don't forget to mention that, Minnesota Twins. Yeah. So, got the Twins four. Um, 
team who I'm not necessarily uh, well. I have I, I I was raised to like him, but uh, after being an all fired up, I kind of you know have a little bad taste. Uh, Mr. Roberts with the Dodgers. <laughs> You're welcome. You're welcome, Jordan. I, I have to tell you how hard I disagree with Dave Roberts being on the list, not because I hate Jonathan, um, just because I think he has not taken that team over the hump yet, and it's ridiculous that he has it with the squad that they have. They're on pace. If this was a full season right now, for like it's like a 130-win season almost, 128 games or something. Like The only reason – The only reason – I think they might do it this fire. year. Just because this kind of John, you heard me fire him. That's that's the re that's the reason he didn't make my list was because he can't get over the hump, and until he gets With over the team. hump, he, he can't be on the list. With but every I mean, team, so, every, every team, he's always got a team. Did you so see I, put a Yankees manager on the list? No, because they always have a team to manage. Get over the hump, win a championship. So after this year, he's going to be the Andy, or after this season, he's going to be the Andy Reid that we talk about. Okay. Well, he hasn't been coaching for 30 years and finally win. He's been there for like four years, and and, and Don Mattingly sucks. And oh, I didn't put Don Mattingly or Joe Girardi on the list, for crying out loud. Well, they suck. Exactly, exactly, exactly. That's the point. <laughs> Joe Girardi had 10 years as Yankee manager, and he won one chip. That's, that's like my one point. of the worst percentages ever. That's, that's, that's my point. What, what Yankees manager gets 10 years and wins one chip? Steinbrenner would have had him out after four years. He would have exactly. been gone. That, that's why these baby Steinbrenners are no good. He won with – he had A-Rod, Jeter, Teixeira. I mean, he had a squad, Pettit, Clemens. I mean, that team was rotten. One chip? Yeah, he's, I'm so glad the Mets didn't hire him. Let him go to the Phillies because the Phillies will not win a chip if they have Joe Girardi. I'm not saying he's horrible, but he's not that good. He's not that good. But I, I digress. Go AJ Pollock. Go go Dodgers. Yeah. Um, <laughs> c- continue, Jordan. Sorry, sorry to jump on Dave oh, Roberts, but that guy's not good. <laughs> Final two now. <laughs> I'm gonna be honest with you. This four is honestly kind of my. I got my eye on them. I'm thinking, you know, top four. They'll be the last four left uh, when everything's said and done. So there's gonna be one more AL, one more NL. Um, two. Uh, kind of witness today, uh, Mr. Tingler. Padres, I like what they're doing. Um, they're doing some things. I was going through. I think a list they're the only team, in my opinion, that would that stop the Dodgers from doing what they got to do. I was going through a list earlier of all the managers with uh, with a good buddy of mine, and we were looking together, and I didn't know the name of the manager of the Padres, and then she said the, she said the name of the name of the Padres, and I was like. I still don't know who that is. I didn't know that. Is that like triple A, double A? No, that's, that's, that's the Padres. I was like, oh, good to know. Um, it's another one of those green managers, but all right, you got him number two as best managers in all of baseball because of a two-week stretch in the bubble right now? Okay. And number one. Well, um, I know John left you. Oh, there he is. Okay. I didn't think you wanted to see what I was going to say. But anyways, um, <laughs> The that team behind Clax, man. I was impressed by the what wasn't it the best Yankee start all time, damn near, this year. I got Mr. Cashman. Wow. They've got injuries, so you got Aaron Boone at number one. I want to see Yankees, um, Dodgers. Wow. That's what I want to see this year. Why? For these two fools sitting next to us? Come on, get out. No, because of all the years to reach it, a sixty-game season. How would that like that bittersweet taste of yeah we have a title but sixty games worth? 
but it's still yours. Can I so tell you what my problem? Can I, can I tell you what my problem? Is? Here's my problem with it. I, I foresee the Yankees winning two chips in the next four to five years. I do. I I, I see. I hate saying you know. Clax knows. I just. Uh, yeah, I, I'm, he doesn't I'm, like I'm, saying that. I didn't eat dinner before this because I didn't want anything to come. I, I don't like saying, but I honestly feel um, for for two reasons they're going to win um, two out of the next four years. Um, I just don't want it to be this year. Um, I do want the Dodgers to go to the World Series this year. And you want to see them lose. <laughs> I do, but I can't have them lose to the Yankees. I can't be cheering for the Yankees. And if that's the case, I cheer for the Dodgers in the World Series. And I don't want to cheer for the Dodgers in the World Series because I can't be cheering with John. I can't do it. We can't be cheering for Kershaw together. So, um, but who are they, they, they going to next two years? But this year, we got to get another AL team in there to sneak one out. Who, the Twins? Who, who yes. are they going to lose to in the AL? We're going to get to that in our baseball segment in a little bit. All right. Um, I, is it up to me now? Is, my, is it my list? Is everyone yeah. list? All right. Here we go. Honorable mention, Aaron Boone. He's very close uh, to being my number four. He should be my number four. I'm going to make it Grandpa Rossi because of my love for him. But Aaron Boone, what he did last year was unbelievable. They had, what, 35 DL guys at one, like, rotating through. He lost every one of his starters. He made minor leaguers into all-stars. Voight, uh, Ursella. I mean, Sanchez decided to play for real finally. Unbelievable to me. That's one. Um, but Grandpa Rossi, I think he's going to take the Cubs to a whole new level. Um, I've been waiting for him to get there. Um, he's amazing. Grandpa, I can't talk Rossi. About Grandpa Rossi. We'll talk about him with the Cubs when we get to the next segment. Uh, number three, Tito Francona. Um, I agree with Clax, um, Terry Francona, class act, what he's done with Boston, what he's done with Cleveland. Um, he's been just a, an amazing manager since the 90s. He's, he, 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 he's just everything we said about him. Um, number two, Joe Madden. I think Joe Madden, he's won the chip with the Cubs. Um, he also was taking the, the Rays when they were still the Devil Rays to the playoffs when that team had no business going anywhere. Uh -huh. um, I, I think he's a, a top line coach and I think he, they could get some pitching in Anaheim. Oh my God. What he can do with that team is going to be unbelievable. Ready for my number one. None of you guys mentioned my number one, even on your list. He's my number one. Uh, is he, is he in the AL or no? AL. West. In the Bay, in the Bay area. West. Oh. On a team you hate. His name I'll is Dusty Baker. Dusty, Dusty Baker. BS. Dusty Baker, oh. <laughs> Dusty Baker is – get out of here. Dusty Baker's won 1,813 games as a Major League Baseball manager. Um, Dusty Baker has taken how many teams to the World Series? A lot. He's taken the San Francisco Giants with Bonds. He, he, who was the manager during the Bartman Cubs game? Dusty Baker taking that team to the NLCS. <laughs> That guy wins games everywhere he goes. He was put in the worst situation in baseball to go manage this year and be on the Astros. They have injuries, I mean, out the wazoo. And now look at that team. They're like four or five games over 500, and they're going to go into the playoffs and probably make some noise, in my opinion, especially if Verlander comes back in a month. Or, in a, excuse me, in a week, like they're saying he might be coming back. So that's what I got. That's what I got for my list. I don't know. You guys hate on Dusty Baker? What's your thought, Jordan? Um, I actually love it. Uh, I mean, I've never met a Dusty Baker. Any reason to talk about Barry Bonds and down. So, 
I'm not mad at all. Um, my man Jonathan, um, I want to hear his list, though. Yeah, John, what do you got, brother? What, what, what is your list? So I like that we now we, we don't have fives, but we have honorable mentions. I like how we swung that into our list. So. Well, well, well <laughs> it's just an honorable mention. It's not always, but sometimes, like, I wanted Aaron Boone on my list, but. All right, well, I'm going to go, I'm going to go with a tie in my list then. No ties, I told you. You've got to have an honorable mention. No, you can't draw these fake I, lines. I absolutely can. Who created the segment Fired Up 4? This guy did. And I said there's no ties. So, just like in baseball, there's no ties. Sports with ties are stupid. Sorry, Jordan, I know you like soccer. Hey. Um, but um, I don't like them. I don't like ties. So, who's your honorable mention? Who's the first guy you're going to mention? Uh... Joe Madden is going to be honorable mention. Since okay. he was going to be one of my ties, I'll just put him in honorable. Since Who's I... your honorable mention in number five? Who's your number that starts your list now? Who do you got? Four is Aaron Boone. Okay. Three is Bob Melvin. Oakland A's. A's. Yep. Great pick. Another guy that's taking little and making it into – it's amazing. He, he's, he's an underrated manager for absolutely he great one. absolutely is. And then – you know, I know we we like to talk about ring or championships, uh, but I think Brian Snicker from the Braves is a really great manager. I'm going to go with him as two, no. and then Dave Roberts as one. What has he done? What has Brian Snicker done? What has he done? I, think he's, I mean, but what were the Braves before he came around? They, I mean, before like there's the Chipper Jones. I don't know. They won a lot of division there's, championships over the Mets every year. They seem to be better than us, but I don't know. There was like the Chipper like Jones. I said it. And then, call I called myself. Sorry. Go. Yeah, there was like Chipper Jones, and then there was the Dark Era, and then he came around, and now he pulled like, them and made them relevant. That Dark Era lasted like two years, though. <laughs> you want to know a great story? Brian Snicker, so he's the manager of the 2020 Braves, right? Do you know he was Chipper Jones' A-ball manager in 1990? Wow. That's how long he's been in that organization and finally got called up to be the manager of the big leagues. I got no hate on Brian Snicker. I don't know if I'd make him the second-best manager in baseball, but uh, – Considering they have a pretty good team, I would hope that they'd win some games with Ronald Acuna, Albies. Well, now they got injuries, though, which we'll, we'll get into the next segment. We'll talk some injuries. But. Yeah, but, and then, obviously, Davey Roberts at one. Wait, did, wait, what did you say? Davey Roberts at one? Obviously. <laughs> obviously. <laughs> obviously. Okay, just Obviously, up. and we're taking it all the way this year. Yeah, yeah, okay, all the way, until we see that face. <laughs> crying Jordan face wearing his Dodgers jersey until the game matters uh, <laughs> alright let's transition to baseball here um, we're at the halfway point we could kind of talk about midseason MVPs midseason best pitchers Cy Young um, just some fun teams that I've been watching lately uh, the White Sox and the Padres two teams that are just weren't expected to make too much noise this year. They were maybe one year away, everyone was saying. And uh, you guys seem to all be Padre lovers. Any of you want to go talk about the Padres? Uh, Jordan, John, I keep hearing Padres, Padres, Padres. They're led by my personal first-half MVP in baseball, Fernando Tatis, leads all of baseball, 12 homers, 29 RBIs, 29 runs, six for six stealing bases. Zero errors playing a sparkling shortstop. Um, what are your thoughts on that? I mean, even they're in my they're sorry, class. You want to go first? No, all I, all I know was Manny Machado hit three home runs today. That's all I know. <laughs> Funny how he's not even the best player on that side of the infield right now, making three hundred mil. 
Unreal. What do you think, John? Yeah, I mean, Tatis is NL MVP reigning. If he keeps it up, absolutely. Um, and it's, it's, it's a weird kind of situation to be in. I like, I, I like how exciting he's making baseball, how exciting the Padres are making baseball, but they are in the Dodgers division. Um, with the way things are kind of shaking up, like uh, right now the Dodgers have nine losses. Four of them are for, to the Giants and three of them are to the Padres. Do I want to go into a three-game series with either of those teams and feel comfortable? No. That's, right now it's very scary. I mean, we just – we beat the Giants today. But the Giants have a sometimes – like when it comes down to it, they can – they somehow pull it out against us. You know what? Somehow. You know why? Because one of the players I want to talk about is one of my early season MVPs. It's not – you know, Tatis is number one, but under him is a couple guys. And one of them is the grandson of the Hall of Famer, Carl Yastrzemski. His name is Mike yeah. Yastrzemski. You know, center fielder. Facts. do you hear about Mike Yastrzemski a lot in New York? No. Yeah. You know, that guy's a stud. He's uh, batting 309, slash line 429, 645, leads the league in extra base hits with 20. He's got 23 walks, leads the league in that as well. Uh, plays an all-star, uh, all-star gold glove style outfield. He came up at 29 years old last year as a rookie. Very old for a rookie. 30 years old this year, and it's like he hit his prime right off the bat. And Mike Yastrzemski, remember that name? And you know Carl Yastrzemski, and I'm, I, I love him. Mike Yastrzemski. Oh. <laughs> I've, been, I've been watching him. He robbed Justin Turner of a home run today with that glove. He's, he's insane. And that's what's scary about the three-game wild card, whatever, first round of the MLB ex- expanded playoffs is we could play the Giants, we could play the Padres. I don't feel comfortable playing either of them. Like they're going to be an easy you game. Should, you as a, Do- as a Dodger fan, you should be plenty comfortable playing the Giants right now. I'm sorry if you're not. They, they, they have the most. Who's their pitchers in the three game series? Give me their three pitchers in the three game series. I don't even know. Do you think that's uh, my point? You can't even name their pitchers. I can name Walker Bueller, Clayton Kershaw, Dustin May. No, that that's. Re- I mean, not, the, the, the number four pitcher for the Dodgers would be the ace for the Giants. Like, there's no way that that lineup is – there's no way. That's a sweep if they play the Giants. It's uh, – Padres, I'd be a little bit more nervous. That's for sure. What about what about John's boy, Jordan? Uh, Mookie Betts. Mookie Betts comes over to the Dodgers. And I'm not letting John talk about it either. I'm specifically going to somebody else on this one. Uh, Mookie Betts comes over to the Dodgers, 28 games. He has 11 home runs. Batting 300, playing a gold glove defense, worth the money, worth it all? Yes, he is worth the money. And I believe that he will capitalize on this kind of throwaway season, if you will. And well, not for the Dodgers. This could be their chip. It's not a throwaway for them. See, that's the thing. Mentally right now, it's a throwaway. So there's, there will never be less pressure – in the season than this year. And I think a team like the Dodgers will capitalize on that because every time they get to October, they are just ishing bricks. Like they are literally nervous, scared. They know what happens if they lose and if they lose and this happens. And because they lost, it's going to be like this and that and third. So then they're playing not to lose to then lose. And they don't have to worry about the crowd. Yeah, they're not kind of a crowd either. No crowd. That's a big difference. No, no, but much less exactly. But I do want to talk about Mr. Tatis Jr. Um, 
I, I mean, I couldn't help it because, you know, there's not much praise with the Mariners these days. So when we uh, had him, you know, 06 um, batting with us, I was pretty confident talking mess. And then I saw him hit a home run 448 feet. And it went out of the stadium. <laughs> and the second he hit it, he just literally looked the other way. And then I saw Machado do the same thing right after that. And that's when I realized, like, oh, these these Padres really are who they've said they've been and they've shown to be. They got swag, man. They really it's do. They, they got very players as a player, too. And I want to be specific about today, too. Not only do they score seven runs in the bottom of the seventh, first doubleheader game, so, you know, bottom of the ninth, if you will, all of those runs happened with two outs. Three of those runs happened when they uh, the batter had two strikes. Ten to game. So when the Yankees used to do that back in the day, right? <laughs> that used to be like, no seriously. The Yankees mo back in the day, they would they'd work the pitchers to get two strikes every time, and then they come up and they get these clutch two out two strike hits. Scott Brocious, Paul O'Neill, like I hated those teams. Don't get me wrong, but it didn't matter who came up; they all did it when they had that squad. It was unbelievable. And you're right; I, it's the same thing going on. But I, I appreciate that kind of baseball. It's just clutch hitting. I mean, it's it's professional baseball. It's amazing. And we asked in the chat, you know, can the Dodgers beat the Padres? And when I was watching that, that's the Mariners bullpen. I think the Dodgers can weather that storm. I really do. I mean, can, can they can they match the Mariners' batting? Yeah, I think they can. But they definitely, bullpen-wise, they can definitely exceed Mariners. The only way the Dodgers are losing is if they beat themselves at this point. It's kind of the same thing as the Yankees. But when has that not happened, though? So. No, what I'm saying, that, so that it's, more, it's, it's less about the Padres beating the Dodgers to me and more about right. the Dodgers just doing what they're supposed to do and staying in their lane. If they, they could have three of their best players – have crappy series and then have their number six and seven hitters could be who's batting six and seven right now for the Dodgers. Oh, today on the, for the second part of it, it was like Pollock like, and Lutz. On a, right. And any one of those guys could come up and have a clutch series and, and lead your team to the next, you know, the next. And round. Jordan, the last time we didn't beat ourselves was 2017. I want to say that. So thank you. You have I was in LA for that first year. Sorry. Bang your trash cans, Flax. Hey, can, 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 can we go back to ragging on Mookie Betts for a second? Sure. Um, so, can we uh, – Alex Verdugo, right? So yeah, He's doing pretty good, too. So, he's batting 291, five home runs, 12 RBIs. What, what's, what's Mookie's stat line? How many home runs? How many RBIs? He's got 11 – uh, 11 home runs, and I believe he's got like 20 something RBIs. Okay, I'll find out exactly for you, but I'm pretty sure it's uh, is, is he... sorry, if you look up Mookie Betts RBIs, what, what, what's Mookie Betts working with? We'll find that out in a second. Um, but Mookie Betts, yeah, he's also playing a gold glove defense, and Verdugo wasn't playing every day for a while. No, he's... Verdugo, Verdugo plays a meatballs arm defense. But, yeah, and he's picking up, though. Like, the last two weeks, Verdugo's been – I've took him on my fantasy squad right now. He's doing all right. But um, you know who he's not doing as well as? Who that? Kyle Lewis. We've been hearing about him from our Mariners fan here on the show. Right now at the halfway point, the slash line looks like this. 368 average, 456 with an OBP of 585 with seven home runs, 
19 RBIs and 18 walks. Um, that's pretty good. Uh, it's actually very good. And it's, in my opinion, he's in the top two or three for MVP in the American League right now, as well as just ahead of Luis Roberts for rookie of the year as well. Um, any disagreement there from anybody? No, I just want to say Mookie's batting. His average right now is 293. Oh, he, he must have went down the, in this doubleheader. He came into today batting 300. And, and how many ribbies does he have? Because uh, that's oh, the question we asked you to find. I'm going to tell you, uh, my guy, uh, he's down to 350 batting average. Mr. Kyle Lewis, but he, uh, he got a home run. Not a home run for this? Yeah, eight home runs? RBIs, two stolen bases. Hey, man, I did, I, did my, I did my stats at like 3 o'clock in the morning last night. I'm not going to lie. So things uh, were like last night. But that's what they were as of last night when I was up at 3 o'clock in the morning. Like, you know what I need to do? I need to start prepping for all fired up right now. Um, I'll let you know after today, his first turn at bats, best start ever, Mariners all time. And that includes homers, 32 RBIs, yeah. That's better than Ichiro's MVP season in 2001? Mookie has 24 RBIs, five stolen bases. And a gold glove defense. So, no, the, the better part it's, of that trade is definitely Mookie Betts, but the Red Sox did it, did snag a great player in Verdugo. I agree. Uh, it's, it sounds like the Red Sox got the better deal in that trade. I want to talk about the Red Sox. You know, um, there's a lot of injuries in baseball. I could talk about Chris Sale from the Red Sox being one of the ones at the beginning with Tommy John. He kind of started the injury bug. You want to hear some pitchers that are out right now, and just pitchers alone that are out for pretty much the whole year. You got Verlander. You got the, he was the, who's the ace of the Astros. These are aces that are out. Verlander, the ace of the Astros. Severino, well, I guess he's the second pitcher now that Cole's with the Yankees, but he was the ace of the Yankees. You got uh, Thor, Noah Syndergaard, the number two with the Mets. Steven Strasburg, the ace of the Washington Nationals. Mike Soraka, Torres Achilles, ace of the Braves, out for the season. Shohei Otani. Done pitching for the Angels. He's their number one. Uh, Corey Kluber, the number one for the Texas Rangers, out for the season. Um, we got Morton, Tampa Bay, their number one. Charlie, he's out. He's done. Osuna, the closer for the Astros, done for the season. And most important injury of the entire season, Clax is going to agree with this. Homer Bailey, out for the season. Most important injury of the season. I know. This might be it for him. He might not come back, but then that's, again, he's always career ender, and he will be back. <laughs> exactly. Um, torment me. I, I want to I mention two more players. Um, best pitcher in baseball so far. Is there anyone that's against Bieber Fever and Shane Bieber right now in Cleveland? 5-0, and an ERA of 1.11. He has 65 strikeouts in his six starts so far. Um, he, his K per nine is 14.9. Is uh, he on a contract year two this year? No, I think he's big at least one more year with him. Oh, uh, okay. Um, that's a great pitching staff. Him, Clevenger. Uh, they they want to get – they're getting rid of Clevenger, I thought. He just came back. But didn't they say because they were like – the team was like they wanted to let go of him and whoever he went out with. Yeah, they, they remembered that they have him for three more years at a really low salary, and he's probably going to win a Cy Young in the next couple of years. So they decided we're going to forgive him and bring him back to our team. And now he pitched, I believe today he pitched, or last night. 
Uh, I'm not sure what he did. We could look that up. Um, one more mention I want to name on offense. I can't believe I forgot about him already. He's 40 years old. Tell me who this is. He's 40 years old playing in the major leagues right now. He's batting 340. He has 11 home runs. Who am I talking about? He's going to be in the Hall of Fame, guys, and no one's talking about him. He's going to be in the Hall of Fame. What? Uh, American League the- Central. His name is Nelson Cruz. Put some respect uh, on his name. Nelson Cruz, again, just comes out. He's led the league in RBIs. He's led the league in home runs. He's a 300-plus hit. The guy just puts up stats, and he's 40 years old, and he's still doing it. He's doing it in Minnesota. Minnesota. He's doing it. It's unbelievable. And to me, uh, he deserves some respect, and we should be talking about him at the halfway point. He could end up with 20 home runs in the 60-game bubble at 40. Clax. You just had a big birthday this week. That should give you hope. He's basically your age. Stroking wow. a lot of home runs. That's scary. Right? I mean, think That's scary. I mean, you could go to 11 games and watch him hit home runs, but for him to play in 11 games and hit home runs? <laughs> unbelievable. Um, we could transition to some basketball and finish off the show here, guys. I said we'd talk a little basketball. Um, we got the second round about to approach us. I mean, do we think any surprises in the first round? Jordan, you see anything happening in the – Milwaukee, Orlando, is that going to – Orlando going to win three in a row or that, that's over? What do, you, what do you think here for these first-round series? Um, I don't see that. I will admit I was surprised the Heat swept the Pacers. Um, even, you know, one game would have been impressive. But the fact that they got swept, just that just – Shows how good the Heat are, Eric Spolster. Yes, and it's a very, very big statement. And Duncan it kind Robinson. of tells me that – Everybody should be nervous for the Heat because the Pacers aren't a bad team, but I feel like they – let me think about this. Who do the Heat play next round? Uh, Bucks. They're the most dominant, I would say. John, there it is. I'm with you. I'm with you, John. John, I'm with you. I'm jumping on the train. I'm jumping on the train. I'm jumping on the train, John. I'm going second round upset. Bucks are out to the Heat. You heard it. I'm going for it. Seven games, six, maybe seven. Most likely seven. I'm going Heat over Bucks second round. Jordan, am I crazy? Not crazy at all. Um, the Heat mean business, and the Bucks. If you can't sweep the Magic, I can't say you can definitively beat the Heat. They're gonna throw Jimmy Butler at him up top, and then Bam and the big guys, and they don't have a lot of size. That's the one thing against the Heat that we're like when they play the Raptors, they just throw these big guys down low when Giannis comes in like a wall. They got Bam and, and Haslam might get some minutes actually in this series just to be a, a big guy down there. I don't but. think Giannis alone can beat them, and I think that's the problem with the the Heat. I think the Heat are probably going to say beat us, Giannis. Yeah, because Brook Lopez, Lopez is, is shooting like garbage right now. He he's he's a shell of himself. The other Lopez brother, because they're twins, maybe that's why he's playing bad. They got to do what each other does. They feel that twin thing. I don't know, but he's doing nothing. Um, Middleton, he's good. He's not, gonna, he's not taking over as your number two when you need him to, though, in my opinion. Clax, you see this upset in the second round? Bucks and six. Bucks and six. Stay to it. You got the Bucks in the finals? Um, I have the Bucks in the Eastern Conference finals losing to the Celtics. Okay, so I was going to get to that series. The Celtics beat the Raptors. So we're going we're, we're to get to one second. Johnny, you stick it for your, your Bucks losing in the second round? 
Oh, yeah, they're going to lose. How many games? <laughs> I'm going to go in six. Six? Okay, just checking. Um, John's staying strong. He, he's a man of commitment. Um, let's go with the other series then, which I think is going to be an amazing series. Celtics-Raptors. Jordan, I want to start with you. Um, I really wish Gordon Hayward would be able to play, man. I feel so bad for him. Um, it's weird because he's not playing. I can't just say, oh, Celtics will win. I can't just say that because, like, the, the Raptors, they're – So you don't think that – so realistically, <laughs> Gordon Hayward's their number four. Something's in six. That's what I thought. <laughs> I mean, because if you think about it, it's it's you got Kemba still running the show at the point. You got your MVP candidate or a top seven MVP candidate, Tatum. And then Jalen Brown can play. Like Jalen Brown is underrated. He can play. And to me, that makes Hayward your four. That whole team is underrated. They are. Um, as individuals and as a squad, and their and their head coach is underrated. Um, I was about to say you can't be out coached when you have Brandon Brad Stevens. So you got Celtics. That's, that's what I was thinking. I was like, Toronto's just really, really good coached, but when it gets to like the semis and the the finals, it really comes down to the players. All coaches are good at that point, essentially, to get to the second round. So you can't get out coached, in my opinion. Celtics. So yeah, Celtics and six. I don't think Toronto really has that power to just fight against them. I wouldn't be surprised for seven, but Celtics and six. Okay, Joey Clax. Toronto or uh, Celtics and seven. Celtics and seven. Okay, just like that. Uh, John. Celtics and five. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay. I love it. <laughs> so uh, am I the authority? I guess and, I, and I'm saying Celtics in seven because like Toronto is going to give them. It's going to be. A, it's going to be an amazing series. I, I'm going to go with my prediction here. I'm wearing the jersey for a reason today. Um, I'm, no way. I'm going to take the Raptors. Um, and I'll be honest. I don't know why. Other than that, maybe. Like I don't know why they win. I don't know how they win. I don't get it. I'll be I, very I, honest. I, I don't get it. Um, but. They won the championship last year. Their head coach, like I said, I think these are – I mean, honestly, they're probably the four best head coaches in the East are going to be the ones left, uh, which is pretty cool if you think about it. Budin, you know, Budenhoser, uh, Brad Stevens, Nick Nurse. I mean, these are the best coaches um, in the East. And I think I, – I had no reason to think that Toronto's going to lose. They haven't lost this year in, in big games. Um, Somehow Lowry, who I have no faith in, is making big plays. Klax's boy is shooting half-court shots. Fred Van Fleet. Love him. I know you do. Um, I don't know. I, there's just some feeling I have that I think it's going to be Raptors in seven. Maybe six, but most likely seven. Um, I think, though, the Celtics should win. And I'm Jordan, I'm with you. I think the Celtics should win. Um, but I don't think they're going to. I just don't I, – I don't know why. The Nick Nurse – He's got to lose. He's got to lose for me to feel like he's going to lose at this point. It was kind of like the, the, the Warriors. Until they lose, I don't believe it. Uh, I feel the same way. Um, what about the West? The Clippers are still playing out there against uh, the Mavericks. Three-two. Do you think the Mavericks have a chance? No, um, only because uh, my man. Um, I can't believe. Oh, Luca. 
Luca left the bubble, so it's it's, it's done. Oh, he did. It's done. Yeah, Luca left the bubble. Uh, some you got to check up on an injury, so they're done. They're out. What? Oh, I no. didn't know that. Breaking. I do news. not have faith. Dude, the uh, light turned purple behind you when you just said that. I know. I know. Um, wow. Yeah, they're surprised too. But honestly, it's definitely. It's kind of a wrap, honestly. I, 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 I don't I didn't know that he was out of prison. This might have been some place. Yeah, it's fun. I didn't need that. We don't need to talk about it. So Clippers are on to the next round. So who are the Clippers going to be playing in the next round, Jordan? Uh, so who is that? That is, let's see, 3-6, three, 3-6, six, three, six, three. Oh! Den- is that Utah. That, I was just saying, is that the Denver? Well, we don't know if it's Utah. It could be Denver still. It will be Utah. Uh, it's 3-2 right now. It's 3-2. Yeah, Utah's up, but I mean, I think Denver, Denver has to bring out the secret weapon. They haven't even been playing them. They're not going to do it. Bobo! <laughs> bring out Bobo! I do not see Utah losing three games in a row. Why? Because they're so great? Donovan Mitchell, the way he's been playing, he's he playing can't like that. There's no way you can like. There's no way you let that happen. But at so the same got time, Utah and the Clippers in the second round. Yes, but at the same time, I don't want to talk about this anymore. Talking about Utah just makes me. Sick. I was I, I was gonna say you know let me put in my two cents on this. Mm-hmm. I don't care. Thank thank you. I okay, don't so care. Class, do, Utah do, Clippers. What well, do the Clippers play? Either it doesn't matter. The Clippers play the winner. Cool. The Clippers gonna beat whoever wins. How many? Well, uh, Clipper is going to beat whoever wins in six. Jordan, I think it's going to be Clippers in five. <laughs> All I know is it's going to be three to one, and the Clippers may take a game off, or they may want to seal it. So I'm with both. That's of when they guys. win it, and they become five. And, and, you know how it goes. Everyone's lazy game five if they're up three one. They're always that way. But um, yeah. But Paul George isn't sad anymore, so it should be okay. Hey, hey, honorable mention to Paul George coming out and just going off, by the way. Yeah, he said, I'm happy now. I'm not sad anymore. Look what he did. Like one out of, what, seven games? So far, so far. I'm just just saying, we were talking about it. The the guy did nothing, then he went off. And then I believe he cried about being sad. But I I missed that. I'm not really sure. Can somebody fill me in on that? Did I miss something? Was Was Paul George sad? Yeah, he had he had depression and and I'm not making fun of mental health. Don't get me wrong. I I I, I no, but I missed this. Fill me in. Yeah, basically, he said being in the bubble has been really depressing, and he. I'm sure it is. And that's why his game's been off because he hasn't been focused. And I guess he got some good FaceTimes a couple of days before, and it got him happy again, and he's feeling positive. And oh, yeah. I mean, no, mental health. I mean, I couldn't imagine being locked away from your family for months and months and not knowing whatever, but um, I guess if you get paid millions of dollars, it makes it a little easier. I would hope. I went fishing in the ocean the other day. It wasn't stocked for me. These guys get paid millions of dollars to go fishing in stocked ponds. And what's the biggest fish you caught, Clax? It was like this big. He's going well, fishing. Well, He's catching a, fish this big. Our radio it, listeners, how big that is. Oh my God. It's like this big people listening. It's at least that big. You it's at least it. that big. Huge. Oh, my God. I do not want to be trapped at Disney World. That's all I'll say. Listen, Who, who's I'm, not, I'm, I'm, I'm not... I'm not... Clax, wait, wait. Clax, I got a question. Before we even get any further. Uh, yes. Rockets and Oklahoma City? They're still playing, right? 
Yeah, they're still they're, they're still playing, which makes no sense to me whatsoever. Are the Rockets going to pull this off? Or are they going to lose? Which makes makes no no sense to me whatsoever. I'm going to pinch myself, make sure I'm not dreaming because this doesn't make any sense to me whatsoever. What, uh, what are you thinking here? You think they're going to they're going to do this? Is the OKC going to pull the upset? It must be that thing Jordan said that that Westbrook wasn't playing, and then Westbrook all of a sudden has to play, and then I saw that he wasn't wearing his Iron Maiden shirt anymore. He was wearing a jersey all of a sudden. And now he had like a couple more days to rest. So now he's going to play. So it's going to be uh, Houston Houston and six. Yeah, that's exactly what I was going to say. Yeah. John, you agree with that? Yeah, because they're, they're, they're home now because they're <laughs> in Houston. Yeah. So. Yeah, if Westbrook, is, if Westbrook is in, it's uh, Houston and six. All right. I can't disagree with any of that. Say Houston and seven. Okay. It's fine. That's the same thing, basically. Um, there might be a game where Westbrook might be like that old Westbrook where he just keeps throwing stuff up. One you don't do that anymore. That's old Westbrook. This is 2.0. Um, uh, Lakers, Blazers, Lakers going to put him away with no Lillard. I mean. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, I, we moved past that. Lakers, uh, Lakers Rockets, though. That Lakers Rockets is a series. I wish it was Rockets Clippers because I would take the Rockets if they were against the Clippers. I can't take the Rockets against the Lakers. I don't think. I can't. They're gonna get. They're gonna get bullied. Like, who's covering LeBron? Wait, Lakers Rockets. Who's covering LeBron? Yeah. J. Tucker. Who's covering AD? Who cares? Uh, Rocket fans care. Not too <laughs> uh, I want to know who's covering. Six foot eleven AD. Who's covering him? Why don't, why don't you call Sean Connery? Ask him for Mike D'Antoni's phone number, and we'll ask him. 007, I made the call. I got his wife on the phone on his birthday, his ninetieth birthday. She said he wasn't available to talk. Oh, boo! Best I could do. I had it filmed. This is. If he would have got on, if he would have got on the phone, I would have played it for everyone this week. I promise. Uh. <laughs> Happy ninetieth, though, Mister 007, Sean Connery. Um, the rapist. <laughs> I'm gonna bring an end to our show today. We got any final thoughts, Joey? Joey Clax, actually, Joey Clax, give me your final thought. Let me hear. Ah, uh, I guess my final thought has a little something to do with the New York Football Giants, who apparently decided that uh, they might take <laughs> that they might take the uh, red shirt off their little mincy quarterback, which doesn't make any sense to me because there's two and a half weeks until football starts and we're still wearing red shirts yeah, and, and not and, the season starting soon, right? Uh, you might want to just, you know, maybe tap your quarterback and let him know the season's about to start in two weeks. I, I'm just How saying. How many injuries in week one, Jordan? How many injuries? Ooh. How many pulled hamstrings, torn groins, quads? Uh, I guess it doesn't matter, right? Because the season's not going to end, so it's it's barely going to start, so it doesn't really make a difference. But It'll start, we, it's just not going to finish. Can we just get into football shape? I, it just doesn't make any sense to me. That's the whole point of the preseason, you right? football shape? This guy's quads right here. It just, it just – Okay, okay. It's just this. And there's nothing right about it at all. So that's, that, that's my final thought. Nothing's, nothing's right about it. John. Um, I just want to go off like what you said in the beginning of the podcast. Uh, we support what's right here on the podcast. And um, no matter how much we love sports and how much it distracts us and everything, I will always support the players and everything that they choose to do. I hate seeing when players try to make a stand and you see fans being like, I didn't watch this to get political. 
it's like, you know what? They're people, and I'm going to support the players no matter what they do 100% of the time. I always support millionaires over billionaires. That's just a personal uh, <laughs> personal thing about me, but okay. I like um, that. Yeah, always. Uh, Jordan? Uh, well, we missed the anniversary yesterday. Um, eight years ago yesterday, Russell Wilson made his first start, so – Salute to that man. <laughs> Beat all the odds, Mr. Yeah, come on. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Mr. Matt Flynn. Uh, he was a Packers QB. We signed him for millions. And uh, we tried Russell Wilson. Terrell. Do you remember why you signed him? Currently playing. What? Do you remember why you signed him to all that money? Matt Flynn. Because, we, because he, he had an amazing couple of games. No, while, no, 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 no. He played a garbage game week 17 because they sat out Aaron Rodgers. And yeah. he had six touchdowns in one yes. game. Yes, he did. And they gave him like 30 million guaranteed. Yeah. He never played a snap. You know what? We gave him – that's the thing about Pete Carroll. We'll pay you the money, <laughs> but still you got to come in and earn your spot. You can have the money, but you have to earn the spot and the time. That's a horrendous – He did not money. earn this the time – to the point where he never started a game for us. Russell Wilson started and uh, what, game two, he played Arizona in Arizona, lost that game, never lost in Arizona since, never. Well, who, who loses in Arizona? I mean, exactly. At this point. Uh, we don't. The Packers sometimes. <laughs> the bye week every time. I don't have a picture of it right now, but my final thought, I spent a couple nights this week, actually one night, mainly almost two, um, watching one of my favorite sporting events of the summer, every summer since 19, 1991 was my first one I probably watched, which was SummerSlam. And um, that was Hulk Hogan versus Earthquake back then. Good times. Um, things are different now. But what I want to bring up about SummerSlam that blew my mind and what every sport needs to follow moving forward is the LED experience they put around – the Thunderdome they created in Orlando Stadium. They made a tiered LED wall that literally fit, felt like you were there. Not only did they do that, they had people live fed from their homes. You could pay for a ticket in that seat and you could be there and you're live throughout the whole thing. Great idea, great concept. You do though, WWE, need to have someone filtering it because A, they put Chris Benoit's face up there for the whole episode, who's a dead wrestler who killed his family. Not a good thing. Uh, Secondly, someone decided to put on a KKK hood and have signs going the whole time. And it was live on uh, pay-per-view. I mean, everyone got to see it on the WWE Network. So great concept. The production team, Clax, we know one of the guys. His name's Chris. Chris Chris P., you know him. We did sound Mm -hmm. He's doing sound with them. It's unbelievable the production they're doing over there. Thank God someone's working in production these days. That's what I'm basically trying to get down to. These guys in production, A+, and everyone in sports, NBA's doing it pretty well. They took the NBA's LED walls to the next level. Baseball should do it. Invest in your stadiums. I know it's only 60 games, whatever, 30 home games, but they could have invested in these LED walls and made it look so cool, and that's all I'm going to say. Also, welcome back, Roman Reigns. Okay, I'm done. That's the rest of my talk. I haven't said anything about WWE since we came back, so I had to get one thing in there. Um, that's it, Clax. I got it in. I got wow. it in. It's not even that I'm going to be Hulk Hogan for Halloween this year. But whatever. That's, we'll, we'll get to that in October. 
Um, I hope you feel better. <laughs> it was necessary. It's about our, it's about our people, Clax. Our production crew is what yes. that's about. Yes, it, yes, it is. And, um, you know, restaurants are coming back. Bars and gyms are opening. You know what's not coming back? Concerts for another year. So all those people that are out of work, those, those essential workers in my life, just sending out some love to you. That's all. I know Joey Clax is mm-hmm. as well. Um, all right. Well, that's it for this week. Fired up. We'll be back soon. Listen to us. Spotify, Apple Music. Big news. We're on Apple Podcasts now. Um, yeah, yeah. We're making moves. I guess we have enough listeners, which is pretty awesome. I think it's all because of the Joey Clax fan base, but whatever. We'll take it however we Must have to be. Yeah. Uh, the fan club is going nuts for this guy. He's married, though, ladies. He's married. That's all I'm going to say. Have a great week. We'll see you next time. Woo!